welcome to the Sports Honchos Radio Show, part of the Go Sports Media Company Radio Network. We're hoping you're here because you've just about had it with everyone and everything else. And you're looking for a pair of good-looking guys to tell it like it is, like it was, and how it should be. Or maybe you've got nothing else to do right now and you just need to waste some time. Either way, you might as well turn it up because it's time for the boys to get in your face, under your skin, over the top, and out of bounds. And now, here are your honchos, Paul Cuthbert and Robert Cuny. Are you ready, Mr. Cuny? I'm ready, Mr. Cuthbert. Well, then let's go! Woo-hoo-hoo! Look at us! It's the Sunday morning honcho show on a Monday night. July 12th. Home run derby started up here in a little bit. We figured we'd come on and ruin the whole night. Yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuthbert in the great state of New York. And everybody say hello to your favorite honcho of mine, Mr. Robert Cooney in the great state of Maryland. How are you, buddy? Uh, greetings and salutations. And yes, it's our Sunday morning show on a Monday. How fabulous is that? We like to keep you guessing here at the sports honchos. We ne- you never know. You never know when we're going to be on the air. In fact, one, one day you might just... Look down at your pocket Google machine, your iPhone, your non-iPhone, and see, oh, look, another episode. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Or maybe this one will be so long, it'll just last the entire week. Whatever. We like to keep you guessing. You have all these options here at the Sports Honchos. We do. Yes, we do. So how are you, pal? How was your Sunday morning without me yesterday? Uh, as, as the great uh, Eric Carmen. Was it Eric Carmen? Or maybe it was 10 cc. said, where you're going with this thing. says, I can't live if living is without you. And that's basically what I sang the whole time. In the dark, alone, head in the oven. Now, as far as Eric Carmen's version and Celine Dion's version, where, where do no, you it's lean? it's definitely not. Is it, so it's Eric Carmen, not 10 cc. I can't live if living is without you. I prefer the Eric Carmen version. I don't like anything Celine Dion has done. Why not? Well, maybe a song or two, but she scares me. She looks like an alien invader well, I didn't <laughs> with, her, know with her, this. Over, her oversized head. It's very scary, very frightening. Well, I think our sports honchos, Celine Dion fans, should uh, you know maybe get a listen to this a little more as to uh, why you feel this way. I just, whoops, there goes my microphone. See, I got so, <laughs> so verklempt over Celine Dion, I knocked my microphone off its moorings. <laughs> But yes, it was um, it was you know it was it was a rough Sunday not starting out doing the show. But you had some issues, which I'm glad are resolved, and things seem to be looking up for you. Yeah, I gotta you know it's funny. Uh, it's not funny actually. I, I I never heard about what this thing that I'm going through that I'm getting looked at uh, started today and tomorrow, and the reason for the cancellation yesterday. Uh, we have crystals in our ears. Yeah, who knew? I didn't know that. And we use our ears all the time here on the honchos. It was called ear wax when I was a kid. Maybe the crystals is now the more politically correct term for it. <laughs> well, I, you know, this was specific uh, ear crystals. Mm-hmm. So I've been having, I guess, you know, for all you out there, you might be familiar with uh, something similar to vertigo. They're calling it vertigo. They're diagnosing it as vertigo caused by the, I guess, the misalignment or the, the out of whack uh Ear crystals in my skull, and I had a uh, incident there on Saturday. I had an incident three weeks ago, and basically what happens is, it almost feels like your neck is is about to come off of your the top of your spine, 
and mm. you kind of, you know, I wouldn't say about to faint, but things start spinning and you kind of are out of control there for a little bit. You can you can brace yourself, but it's like being on the, you know, what's that that spinorama ride? The merry-go-round? The no, the one you stick oh, against no. the wall. Right. Where the, the G-force is so great that you're stuck on the wall. Yeah, I know that ride. Yes. you know, kind I like of to call you... it the wheel of vomit. That's the ride that I, that's what I call that ride. Yes, it kind of sounds like how you are talking through your mic right now, like a, the wheel of vomit right now. No good? <laughs> straighten that thing out. I can't straighten it out. Right there. Hey, that's, Keep it hey, right there. That's what she said. Oh, I'm just going to hold it like this. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, now. All right. I'm just going to hold it like this. No, don't. I can't. It's I otherwise know nobody just... can see this, but it's... Otherwise, uh, it we're gets... We're trying to fix cool. Rob's... Uh, we're trying to fix Rob's... Um, <laughs> Rob's using a uh, Dixie so cup. I, I got neck issues. Rob has microphone issues right here. I do. And and, mine are uh, much more complicated to fix. Yes. So, um, so I got the. We find out we have these um, crystals. In it. So I had an incident over the weekend. It happened about three weeks ago. I kind of just like kind of brushed it off a little bit, but it got really bad on Saturday, and uh, it got uh, it happened again yesterday. So I went and got it checked out. So I had some X-rays done today on my neck, and I'm going to see it. There's uh, special people for this therapist tomorrow morning wow and there's some things that you have to do to realign the crystals in your ear now i obviously want to know if my crystals in my ear are worth anything because i could use right. a few extra bucks it's so like that's the, gonna be my first question tomorrow <laughs> so don't worry about me and how i'm feeling and all that other stuff and i can't stand or anything is these crystals worth any money in my yeah. head? <laughs> I can see you going into the doctor now, and the doctor looking at you going, hmm, how can we realign these crystals? I know. And they just start smacking you in the head. <laughs> and they look, they get an inch from your face and go, can you hear me now? <laughs> or they just start pushing you, and if you can maintain your balance, you're cured. Well, let me ask you, have you ever experienced vertigo? Uh, only the movie, but never physically, No. Yeah, it Not sucks. That I, know of. I mean, I've had a little bit of it here and there, and oh wait, let me wait. Let me just say something incredibly romantic because I know she's listening. I did get vertigo the first time that I saw Grace. <laughs> I lost my balance because I was so in love. There you go. Hi, Grace. <laughs> Sorry, I, I couldn't resist. Oh, bravo. Thank you. Uh, I'll be here all week. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky for our listeners. <laughs> right. Are they still out there? Maybe they have your crystal problems. Who knows? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that was pretty good there, Mr. Cutie. Right on. Thank you. Right on the spot there. And uh, Thank you very much. So well, anyway, I'm, I'm holding on to my, 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 uh, my studio desk here, and I'm holding on for dear life mm-hmm. uh, while I'm doing the show. But, uh, you know, the show must go on. We, we, found, a, we found a way. And whatever time you do end up tuning in to uh, this version uh, this week of the Sports Honchos, we thank you very much. And for we those do. of you who were waiting with your pancakes and coffee yesterday morning, we do apologize. I hope you ate those pancakes and drank the coffee. Otherwise, it's really cold. And we're we please send your bills uh, to uh, the Ghost give the Sports number. No, Media. No, give them the phone company. number. Give them the oh phone yes, the phone number. number. The the hotline for reimbursement nine one one as always. There you go. There Operators you go. are standing are by. by. Yes, yeah, or I in this case, they're sitting by yeah. because of the vertigo. <laughs> they're barely hanging on because oh, of the vertigo. Man. Too funny. All right, Mr. Cuny. Well, there it is. So here we are. It's the Monday morning 
It's the yep. Sunday night, Monday. See, I can't even. I don't even know what day it's, it is. It's, it's our Sunday, it's our morning, Sunday Monday morning, morning show, show. on yes. a Monday night. On a Monday night, yes. All right, pal. So why don't we? Uh, why don't we start the show like we always do with some headlines? Speaking of my head and my yes. neck. Um, I just want to say before we start that uh, we talked about this off the air. I want to bring it to everyone's attention that apparently in the state of Maryland, we are the number one rated podcast amongst all female dog groomers. No, in the state of Maryland. So I was I was making an appointment. Uh, Grace and I have a golden doodle named River, or as as Grace calls her, Riri. and I was making an appointment, and one of the the person that grooms her is a big time sports fan. I gave her the name of the podcast, and while I was making the appointment today, this morning with somebody else who answered the phone, uh, she made the appointment. And then, as I was hanging up, the person on the phone said, "Wait, wait, hold on a minute, hold on," and I could hear in the background because this, our dog groomer was busy with another client say. Hey, is the podcast going to be Sundays or is it back to Wednesdays? Because apparently she was disappointed that she missed us last night. So, die hard. Uh, just wanted to throw that out there that you know we we finally made it to number one on the list. We are number one among all female and I'm going to throw men in there, all dog groomers in the state of Maryland. So there you go. And that Good was times. you know in our in our pre um, sports honchos development meetings. That was one of the uh, areas that we wanted. We were hoping to trend in our target demographic. Yes, yes, it was definitely one of our targeted, uh, you know, yes. demographics, and uh, it's it's great to actually be there, and yep. uh, we appreciate uh, that kind of support because it's not everybody has uh, fans that are dog groomers, right? And we happen to be um, one of those, and we're we're incredibly happy and 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 very respectful. So thank and you. And now we got We got to pay. Are you going to plug extra. the name of the place or what? Sure, it's uh, PetSmart. Not a uh, not a sponsor of the show yet, but we hope to be. Okay, unofficial, uh, unofficial sponsor, Mr. Cuthbert. Un- unofficial sponsor of the show. How's that? Is that okay? Do you like that's that's fine. Do you like hot dogs, Mr. Cuthbert? Well, um, yeah, I've been known to eat Speaking five or dogs. six at a specific seating at a barbecue, or maybe not so much a sports game because they're very expensive. But uh, barbecue, man, if there's three or four on the table there, they're gone. All right, so let me ask you this. Could you eat 76 of them in 10 minutes? Well, it sounds like it really sounds like you have hot dogs in your mouth right now. Thank you. Listen, this is as good as it gets. Now, all I can think about is where the microphone is. I'm totally flummoxed. Totally distracted. I want want the best. Try that. But it won't stay. I'm glad we're doing this live, by the way. It won't. This is this is it. I should just here right tell there. you what. Yeah, there Hold you on. go. Hold like on. I'm just gonna I'm gonna face this way. Hello, everybody. I'm wow. not looking out the window. I, I can't got a profile even see view all, now, Mr. Cuny, everybody. But I can't actually read my story. Okay, so this is like I'm gonna look at you through the side as I'm looking <laughs> this way. It's Nobody not about vision right now. It's about audience, and our fans deserve the best audio right. quality we can give them here at the Sports Anchos. Anyway, could you eat? This is so bizarre. Seventy-six hot dogs in ten minutes. No, I don't want to. Okay, how about uh, 30 and, a, and three quarters in 10 minutes? No, I don't. I want okay. to. I don't want to. Because our good pal Joey Chestnut. Joey. I'm sorry, Joey Jaws Chestnut. Uh, 14, his 14th win on the July 4th Nathan's Famous Hot Dog Eating Contest. Uh, 76 hot dogs with buns. Uh, not his own buns, of course. In a solid 10 minutes. 
10 minutes. So that's 7.6 hot dogs a minute. That's a lot of hot dogs. And the the woman who won, uh, Michelle Lesko, 30 and three-quarter hot dogs in 10 minutes. Uh, the reigning women's champ, by the way, and record holder Miki Sudo Miki. Uh, s- skipped because she's expecting a baby in a few weeks. To which I say, uh, that's, that's weak. weak. Come on, weak. woman. Come on, you're telling me because Come you're on, pregnant, woman. you down 30 hot dogs in Have 10 you minutes? Ever, I mean... We know How pregnant women. I've eat? known pregnant. I married you. I married a woman and got her pregnant. I, you know what they want to eat. They want to eat all the time. Sure. Isn't that what the joy of being pregnant is? You can I'm eat 30 hot dogs in 10 minutes? Like, surprised she didn't get there like three hours early with steak knives going, I'm ready. By the way, she's married apparently to another competitive eater. I imagine oh, the grocery bill that, at that is, house. So this is now we're going to get how, be they met, the, how they met stories. Yeah, I don't know how they met, met but. You know, I, I guess if you're a competitive eater, you probably want a relationship with another competitive eater just so you understand each other and the need for this kind of gluttonous glory. Um, if you're wondering, and I know you are, uh, 76 hot dogs, 22,800 calories, which at you know 2,500 calories or 2,000 calories recommended daily um, is what? Uh, 10 days worth of your recommended caloric intake uh 1300 sorry 13 yes 1368 grams of fat 1824 grams of carbs but if there is a silver lining here paul 836 grams of protein so there you go it is a protein rich environment we find ourselves in with 76 hot dogs in 10 minutes yes I thought you were going to play Who Let the Dogs Out. That would have been almost as terrifying. Keep talking, though, because we don't want Disney to hear us playing this. All right? Uh, Disney doll. Come on. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know this song, but I, I feel like I should add it to my Spotify playlist. Also not a sponsor of today's show. Well, I mean, I, I wanted to play this for the encouragement of the protein. Ah, oh, thank you. 836 grams. That's a lot of protein. Yeah, All right, I don't and then get I... it. I'm not a big fan of it. I know a lot of people do. I mean, I don't. Some people a gather protein? around the table, the TV, and they want to watch this stuff. And I, you know, to me, no, I, you know, I'm, I get it. The whole. I mean, they, is it still Nathan's? It's still Nathan's. Yeah, it's still at know. Coney Island. This year they had spectators again, apparently, because last year, like everything else, uh, no spectators. But the amazing thing about these contests, especially on the women's side, is these contestants are not. Like, you know, Jabba the Hutt lookalikes. They're all in shape, slender. Some are even tiny. And you just wonder, how are they doing it? Where is it going? I mean, we know what will ultimately happen to those hot dogs. But it's just, you look at these people, you don't go, yeah, I can see you putting away 30 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Or, yeah, I can see you downing 76 in 10 minutes. Well, you know our stomachs expand. That's a lot of expansion. Well, for some of us, it doesn't come back. <laughs> That's true. But for, it for, stays. It stays and, expanded. And these aren't their only competitive eating moments. I mean, these they, they have a circuit. They do other foods, which would be a whole different podcast, by the way. When it gets really slow foods. around here, we'll, well start there's, mining. There's pie people. eating contests. There's bug eating contests. Was there a cicada eating contest? Oh, man. God help us. I hear they're tasty. Crickets, I believe, are also very delicious. If you say so. No, Seven- I don't say so because I would never. 76 in 10 minutes? 
How long would it take you to eat 76 crickets? Is there enough time in your life to eat Buddy, 76 by crickets? By the time I had it in my hand, everything inside me prior to putting it in my mouth would come out of my mouth. I don't, I don't think there's enough time left in my life to now, down I'm 76 crickets. I'm telling you right crickets. now, if it's a cave cricket and not a regular cricket, if it's a cave cricket, I'm, right. I'm on a gurney on All the right. way to the hospital. I'll, I'll bite. I'll bite. What's a cave cricket? What do you mean? You don't know what a cave cricket is? No. I can't right, you know what? I'll tell you what. Why don't you do this? I'm not even going to Google it. Google cave cricket. Is this like a Rocky Mountain oyster? Let's find out. For all of you out there, most of us on the East Coast, uh, Northeast, I guess, here in New York, Long Island, definitely know what a cave cricket is. Cave. Uh, I'm scared. Cave cricket. You, might, you should be. You Let's should see. be. As Yoda uh. would say, you should be. Wow, that's a hor- that's that's what that's a cave cricket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I see these are all of. I see these all the time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, not good. Yeah, no. No, I, uh, ugh, that's even worse than an actual cricket. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> crickets aren't really that great to look at either. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Well, look, uh, congratulations uh, to Joey Chestnut. Is he related to the uh, singer Mark Chestnut by any chance? Or, uh, no, nor is he related to the actor Morris Chestnut. Well, who's Morris a lot of Chestnut? Chestnut. Who's Morris? A lot of chestnuts out there. Uh, he's an actor that I can't think of a single role he's been in. Uh, but again, Google. So we've Googled cave crickets. Now we can we can Google Morris Chestnut. He's a handsome actor. We've got a Google uh, microphone for Robert Cuny. That's what we have. To I, do. I'm not I'm not changing this microphone. I can't look in the opposite direction while trying to do this show. Can you this is good as a. Can case. you shift your desk? Can you? This is my kitchen table. I can't just. <laughs> I'm not the Hulk. I can't pick it up and just slide it over. Well, call Gracie and the boys and get a, get some help in here. Come on. You know, this no is episode fail. 37. You you figured yeah, everybody. You know, you'd have this all figured out by now. It's the microphone's been like this for all the previous 36 episodes. And now all of a sudden. Yeah, and I have all the hate mail at uh, sportshonchos at gmail Nobody's listening to me anyway. There, it's all about you. You said it, not me, not me. So, all right. So, we uh, congratulations, Joey Chestnut, and everybody who likes to eat crickets and hot dogs yes. and all that stuff. And now, unfortunately, you're not going to like this. But for the next story, I believe only one person can introduce this story because remember last week we talked about fireworks calamities, and no, this is not about the Columbus Blue Jackets goalie. That's there's nothing humorous about that. This takes place in Tennessee. And I believe the headline should be introduced by our friend Overbite Man. Oh, whole Paul. Oh, no. Here's the headline for you. Tennessee man loses a part of his hand when he shot fireworks from the automobile. That's right. A man in Tennessee held fireworks out of the sunroof of his moving vehicle while driving, trying to shoot off fireworks and drive at the same time, and shot off half of his hand when the fireworks he had exploded because he couldn't throw it out of the sunroof fast enough. So, not much else to say there. Uh, Authorities did try to find the pieces of his hand, um, but no avail. So, just wanted to bring that up to say, you know, maybe fireworks, the whole fireworks industry, it truly is... Darwin's waiting room. That's all I have to say about the fireworks story. I think all this, I mean, what more needs to be added to that story? The guy's song. driving along in his car, 
This says a point. He's lighting fireworks and driving. Hangs it out the window, and oops, there goes my hand. This is what all the idiots play with fireworks play on the way to get their fireworks. That's the kind of story Overbite Man loves. He's left, left by the way. We don't believe it. Went to get some cave crickets. That's what they heard coming out of Tennessee Man's uh, moonroof. You ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Or just, you know, injure yourself with fireworks. Ah, oh, 4th of July. America. You know what? Uh, when I was a young boy back in the 1980s and yes. early 90s, not to be approved, we used to go out 4th of July and, and we used to watch other idiots light. I never did it. Some bottle rockets. I, was, I love bottle rockets. Yeah. And I love Roman candles, but even then, I, w- I wouldn't touch them. You know, also being a musician and stuff back then, starting to play guitar, I didn't want to touch anything no. that goes on fire and then goes boom. You got to watch the fingers. But I tell you, you know, it, as modern times modern times evolve, look, swinging around, unfortunately, this this terrible, terrible news about the kid from Columbus. Yeah. You know, I was reading, and you know, there's a, an investigation. I, I, I don't know. We don't know anything. It's just horrible all around. But now they're investigating the police report or whatever. I mean, if they find out they were like they were goofing around, whatever the heck it is. But um, it, I think I think there's still more to come out of it. But it, it you know, the poor kid is gone. The, the family's lost this kid. And it's just terrible. But I was reading some of the the details of what's legal, mm-hmm. and you know, the word military grade. Is in there, you know, or I mean, these are basically um, what do you call those things, man? When they drop the oh mortars, mortars. This is what this is what we're talking about. He was hit by a mortar shell. Right. Granted, it's a firework, but the word mortar shell, I mean, that's military. Well, and that's this poor what, kid got destroyed what, by this thing. That's what happened to Jason Pierre-Paul. The mortar was upside down in the firework that he was holding, so it shot it into his hand. And with what happened to uh, Kiv Lennox, I'm, I'm probably butchering his name. Um, if we're going to skip over to that story, now, I might as well talk about it. It started with, shockingly, an amateur fireworks display. You know, people in their house on the 4th of July... Setting up fireworks without a professional, without the fire marshal, without the consent of whomever is in charge of making sure these things are safe. And one of the displays, instead of being pointed straight up in the air, I'm, I'm guessing, was tilted. Yeah, just not enough to be noticeable, but enough to do damage. And poor Kiv Lennox, he's in a hot tub. A hot tub and fireworks can't be a good combination. And trying to, to get out of the way and save himself, getting out of the hot tub, he had a concussive blast that hit him right in the chest. Well, that's the alleged story that they're Right. They're well, the, remember, right the first now. report was that he, now he, the he died of head trauma. The latest report is the prosecutors are now investing the police report. Well, because the initial report was he fell and hit his no, head. No, 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 I know. The, the initial report was, yes, the jacuzzi. But then it was they head trauma when they the said it was one, the fireworks. Then right. he got hit accidentally. 
And now mm-hmm. I believe that they're investigating that now. So the prosecutors in, in Novi, Michigan, think that the police report was falsified? or They don't know. So don't it know. could more to the story than just fireworks gone it awry. Could. And it, like right. I said, it's at the end of the day, like I said, the, the, the family obviously wants some accountability here. It sounds, it's just awful. And it was um, Legacy, the, the goalie coach there, former NHLer. It was his his daughter's wedding. Uh, it was the party. It's, I mean, just, you know, between that happening uh, I don't know. Uh, that's terrible. Uh, that anyway, is terrible. Look, let's not go on about we, we, our condolences to his family. Yep. And to 24. The, uh, Columbus Blue Jackets family as well, too, in terms of this. Uh, but, folks, just stay away from fireworks, please. Please, you know what? Turn on your TV yes. and watch, you know, if you're in New York, if you're in Go D.C., you're in L.A., Instagram, Chicago. Watch everybody else's videos. And, and just let me throw one more thing out there. In our own Ocean City, Maryland, which is not exactly known for hosting Mensa meetings, uh, a truck full of that day's fireworks – uh, exploded early in the morning. Some There was yet another fireworks. That, now, these are the professional fireworks. These were the city's fireworks. It wasn't some kids in their backyard, but an entire evening's worth of fireworks went up in about 20 seconds because of an accident at 10, 11 in the morning. So they had to cancel the fireworks in Ocean City, or the beach town here in Maryland, for those of you who aren't listening in the Maryland area. So you know what? Again, watch the fireworks from a safe distance. There's plenty of places you can see fireworks. Watch them from your window. But don't have your own little pyrotechnic display. Please. That's a PSA from your pals, the the pyrotechnic honchos. Yes, the pyrotechnic honchos here. And um, that's all we have to say about that. So, yeah. look, um, we're a sports show. And the uh, MLB so- Baseball Home Run Derby is about to go live. It's going live right now on ESPN as we're here. So, Obviously, here at the Sports Honchos, we're going to talk about some um, NCAA news. Right, we're going to get to the uh, we'll get to the baseball. Don't you fret. Drums are back, baby. Yep. And you know we'll, we'll make this uh, brief. It's the we talked about name, image, and likeness on this show. That the NCAA has said that athletes, their college athletes, can profit on their name, their image, and their likeness. They can do endorsement deals, run camps, coaching, whatever. As long as it's not the school paying the players to come play for them, you can make money being a college athlete. And so at the University of Miami, or the U, as all the cool kids call it, uh, Dan Lambert, the owner of American Top Team and a longtime Miami football fan, has offered each scholarship player, that's 90 of them on the University of Miami football team, a monthly payment of $500 a year, or this year, to advertise his gyms and social media. American Top Team is home training facility for more than two dozen professional fighters, including Jorge Masvidal and Amanda Nunez. This offer would come up to over half a million dollars a year and is the largest reported sum for a college sports endorsement deal since the NCAA uh, about a week and a half ago said that players can now profit off their name, image, and likeness. And what does this mean? It means in the recruiting wars now for football at the University of Miami, Miami already has a leg up on the competition. And this is what we're going to see as we move forward. And again, I have no problem with it. But what I was saying before about how this will tip the scales for recruiting, places like your Southern Cows, University of Miami, 
places where they have these major markets, maybe even in Northwestern being outside of Chicago, any New York City basketball school, for instance, the places that can offer big money endorsement deals or have schools and cities where merchants can offer big money endorsement deals, you know, they're loving this. Because they are going to get a leg up on recruiting all 90 players from Miami. Not just the starting quarterback, not the most you know notorious player, but the, everybody. The 90th player in that roster, someone who will never see the field, but still gets to wear the uniform, is going to make $500 a month. That's going to, at least temporarily, make Miami the number one school for recruits. And I got no problem with it. What's the name of the... um? The sports guy? I mean, the, the company? What's... Uh, Dan Lambert and the, it's American Top Team. Now, will he make half a million dollars in revenue based on having the University of Miami players shill for him? Who knows? I don't even think he cares. I just think he's happy to support the school. Apparently, he's been trying to give money to the school and to the players, you know, legally, trying to find ways to, to help out the school for, for a long time now. What, about, be a what about former touch football players? Former touch football players? Yeah, guys like me used to play touch football years ago. Well, I don't think he, he wants to have us former collegiate athletes sponsor. Oh. He wants current players to sponsor. And right. probably a smidge more successful than the halcyon days of our touch football careers. Which, because we're doing this show, clearly didn't go very far. Didn't do very well. Right. So... Anyway, this is going to be fun. This is going to be the silly season for college sports to see uh, the one-upsmanship hey, uh, that's going to go on. I don't know if we brought this up, but as far as these guys, these, they can't they can't wear any of these any of this stuff on the field, can they? Like, um, brought, like so let's say let's say Larry, the third you know cornerback who's not getting a start, he's on right. the sidelines. Um, can he wear you know? Bob's big boy T-shirt on the side and get extra money because if it's uh, like a game televised against the mighty Notre Dame Irish uh, on a Saturday uh, on NBC, has there been any discussion about that? I haven't seen any, but I'm going to guess that whatever, uh, whether it's Reebok or Under Armour or Nike, Adidas, whomever it is, whatever apparel company has the license for the uniforms on the field, there's probably some stipulation that says that players can't wear a competing apparel company or any sort of advertisements. That might run headlong into uh, uniform rules for the NCAA, so I'm not sure. Could a player, as you say, this Larry person, put a hat on while he's on the sideline instead of his helmet that has a whatever company he's uh, sponsoring or whatever company is sponsoring him? I don't know. I don't know what the rules are for non-licensed apparel. You got some I think so. homework. That's that's the double H baby, Honcho's homework. You got some. Honcho. That's a good question. Where does the do your rights, your NIL rights end, and where do uh, contractual obligations on the field begin in terms of licensed apparel? Thank you. Certainly, if it's, a, Thank if it's a if it's a if that's a competing apparel company, the answer would be no. But if it's not something that directly competes with a Nike or an Under Armour, it's a good question. I will, uh, I will play that back over and over, you saying that to me. But that's a good question? Yes. I can call you any time of the day and go, oh, hey, that's Paul, true. that's a good question. But as you know, I'm always invited. Thank you. All right. All right, let's leave College World and uh, let's head to the rinks. They're closing up the rinks, baby. 
Couple of nights will be closing up the uh, courts on the NBA. We're in the finals. Bucks making a comeback, baby. Making it yep. interesting. And MLB is in full swing. Literally, home run uh-huh. derby. Right full now, swing. they just I finished up the national there. anthem. It looks beautiful there in my own, my old home state of Colorado. Well, New York's my home state, but I lived in Colorado. For over a year, I've been to Coors Field. It's beautiful. I used to work across the street, the bar called the Sports Column. I used to bartend there, and I'm looking at some of the images here. The guys are up on the big uh, round deck. They're all getting ready to swing the big ball. So uh, here we go. Honchos. Hoops. Hardwood. Not hot stove anymore. No. Well, it's always. it will be soon enough. Before you know it, we'll be talking hot stove league. You know what's interesting uh, is the, uh, you know, MLB Trade does their draft, uh, in, you know, in season. Yesterday. Yeah. Well, they, they wanted to expand the all-star festivities to include the Futures game, home run derby, the game itself, and the first couple rounds of the MLB draft, which I, I think is, what, like 20, 30? I mean, the number of rounds in the MLB draft, it's by the time they're done, all the only people not drafted are you and I. That's how many rounds there are. True. But I like it. I thought it was pretty cool. It's a nice little, uh, you know, little side stuff uh, going on here during this uh, MLB. It's been just an interesting baseball season all around, Mr. Cuny, with the um, sticky stuff and, uh, you know, some of the line brawls there in the beginning of the year. Certain teams doing very well uh, as opposed to other teams not doing well. The Yankees and Astros... Uh, rivalry got a little heated this weekend too, which was a lot of fun. Didn't yeah. like the end of it for me personally as a Yankee fan, but um, a lot of good stuff going on in uh, Shohei Otani. Uh, obviously a big story. He's going to be a big story this whole weekend. Uh, he's going to start for the days, AL. He's going to start as starting pitcher and should. starting DH tomorrow night. How fast? That's what I heard that? his interpreter say. Oh, hey now. Stephen A. Smith home? Stephen A. Smith, your lawyer is calling you. <laughs> hey, man. Although it's ESPN, probably I love, not. I love it. More of him. I think it's great stuff. You know? Yeah. And uh, I think MLB's doing all right. I mean, like I said, uh, all the stuff with the the, the checking of the, the strike zone. I mean, there's a lot of problems in MLB. But for the most part, you know, for the games that are getting played and for the stuff that's happening on the field, uh, it's great stuff. I mean, even you know, Garrett Cole getting a, a complete game the other day, one nothing. I mean, uh, there's just uh, Tatis Jr., the the Dodgers, the Giants story, the Brewers playing well. Uh, you know, even the Metsies here in New York. I mean, there's all kinds of great stuff going on as far as you know, Boston playing well, uh, the young kids that are playing, the rookies. It's just all good stuff, and again, it wraps up. I think everybody, if uh, you know, you're probably not listening to us now because you're watching the home run derby. But everybody should tune into this all all star game tomorrow yep. night because there's just a great set of young players playing in the MLB right now. I love it. Uh, Cole's, by the way, Cole's win last was it Sunday night? I think it was last night. His win, his no, complete it wasn't game. Last night. It was uh, Saturday night, maybe. It was Friday or Saturday because the, right. the Astros won last night. The Yankees won the series. Right. So his, but his Altuve, victory. Altuve had a walk-off. Uh, it was uh, 130 night. some odd pitches, right? One nothing, I believe, was the final score. Anyway, Just it was a rare good. complete game by a starter right, in the but MLB. It, but it was, it was good for Cole because since the whole crackdown on, on the goop, uh, he's been under a cloud of suspicion. He had a couple starts that were really non-Cole-like. 
Um, and then for him to come back and kind of shove it down his critics' throats, uh, it's good. I mean, I'm not a Yankee fan or a Cole fan. I just until you, you. Proved it, until he proved they'd done something wrong, it was good to see him say, you know, fuck you, I'm still the best pitcher in baseball, or one of them. Yeah, and I, like, I, I agree with you. Like I said, if you, even if it was a, an Orioles pitcher last night, which will probably never happen, but um, the fact not that lately. I, I, would, <laughs> I, would be, I would feel the same way. I think on a baseball level, uh, as a baseball story, I mean, that, that's what was good about him getting that complete game. Yeah. Amidst all so, the gooey stuff. Right. You know, it's, um, it's just it's good to see that. Um, should we, before we dive into baseball, should we touch on a little – First of all, NBA Finals, the Suns are up two games to one over the Bucs. The Bucs at home finally woke up and said, hey, we're in the NBA Finals for the first time since 1974. We should probably play like it. Giannis had a huge night just taking the ball inside. I think he took two shots from behind the arc. Um, 41 points, nine rebounds. You know, that the Milwaukee was going nuts. I still think it's going to be a five-gamer. I think this was Milwaukee's chance to say we're not going to get swept. Um, you know, series picks up again on Wednesday. I think it's still Phoenix's series to lose. So stay tuned. But at least it won't be a sweep. And I don't know what the ratings are. I don't know how compelling it is. But it's the first time since 2005 that we haven't had a finals with LeBron or Kobe or Steph Curry. So and we'll see. How- and no, is, I mean, I'll, here's some more Honcho's homework. Ratings. Yes. Ratings. Well, I'm sure that'll be a big story once the finals are over. Um, and congratulations to back-to-back back, oh, back back cup. I, no, we're I, not going to – okay. You, 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 I'm glad you mentioned that. <laughs> Team, USA, Team USA losing to Nigeria in a pre-Olympics exhibition. There's a lot of hand-wringing and teeth-gnashing uh, about how a team that, that the U.S. beat by 1,000 points – in 2012, and again by 50 points in 2016. Whoa, what are we going to do? It's it's disaster. It means nothing. It's it's an exhibition game. It's a tune-up. The NBA players like Kevin Durant are probably they're they're done. They're tired. They want to play, but they're going to get themselves into shape, build some chemistry for Nigeria. This is their gold medal game. Uh, you know, great. So now instead of being 54 and two. International play since the Dream Team in '92. Now the USA is 54 and three. Oh, that's just that's terrible. Whoa, whoa is us. You know what? If they had lost the gold medal to Nigeria, uh, then okay, we can do some hand wringing and teeth gnashing yes. and say what's going on with Team USA basketball. But come on, everyone. Hey, let me yes. ask a question. Uh, do yes. the NBA stars get paid or compensated for playing in this Olympics? Man, that's it's, another it's so homework. much homework. homework. Ratings and apparel deals, and do the stars, do the NBA players get paid? I'm sure they're. I want to say they're not. I'd love to say they're doing it for the honor of representing their country, but I somehow feel like that's not quite compensation <laughs> enough. See, now if you ask me if the NHL players got paid when they played, I, I think it's part of the the. I think it's part of negotiations with the International Olympic Committee as well as the networks. I do believe there's a compensation to the league, whether the players get a cut out of that. But I think the NHL absolutely, because they have to, sh- they've had to shut down their league in midseason. It's a different beast with regards right. to the NHL. Obviously, the NBA and you know 
Which I guess, no, that's weird too. Oh, the Winter Olympics. Yeah, Summer Olympics. That's the difference. Duh. Uh, NBA yeah. Summer Olympics, basketball Summer Olympics. Hockey, obviously, Winter Olympics are in February, which is mid-season right. for the NHL. And that's the big difference. So uh, you got some homework, Mr. Cuny. I do. And, you know, as a teacher, I appreciate the value of homework. And also as a teacher, I, have, I appreciate when my students blow off their homework till the last minute. So next Sunday morning, if we do a show on Sunday, right before we go on there, I'll be feverishly Googling and writing down the answers. Good, good. We'll be waiting for that. So. We'll be waiting. And hey, speaking of hockey, congratulations to the now two-time Stanley Cup winning Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, I believe they have already dented. Have you seen the pictures of the dented Stanley Cup? I know it's not the actual Stanley Cup. There's like three or 4,000 different cups. There's the real cup. There's the display cup. There's the cup the players schlep around for a year. Uh, but whatever they're using, and they're, then it's the already boat dented. Parade cup. Yes, they've already dented it, which is fabulous. The best part, of course, of Tampa winning um, is the shirtless Nikita Kucherov <laughs> downing a beer at the press conference, no shirt on. And I, I believe, hold on, hold on, I believe the Sports Honchos listener line is ringing. We have an Alex O from Washington, D.C. saying I, I, saying that he was the one that invented drunken rowdy cup celebrations by doing keg stands with the Stanley Cup and that Nikita Kucherov is weak? I don't know. Some people have some crazy opinions out there. But look, the Russians are taking it to the next level, my friend. The cup celebrations, they're taking it to the next level, and I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. Uh, except, for the, except for the denting of the cup. You know, let's not dent the cup. But, you know, look, I shirtless... think everybody expects that every once in a while, and it's, you know, yeah. to me... Look, uh, more power to these guys. Look, they play great. I don't care what anybody says. The, the the Stanley Cup is hard enough to win on its own in regular times, regular seasons, 82 games, plus the seven game every round seven games. You know, uh, the training, the, 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 the brutality, the assaults, the, the non-calls. It's just, it's vicious. It's brutal. Uh, no other sport goes through it. You know, even football, you play on Sunday, you get a whole week off. Yeah, but there's hockey, no asterisk here, comrade. Yeah, there's, you know, every every other night you're playing, you're going every other night. You know, that's it. Even in, in football, you play a play you play a playoff game and you get a, hey, easy, a easy week killer. Off. You get a easy. Week, you get a full week off, man. Uh, but in hockey, no. You gotta play pretty much no. uh, every other night and when you're not playing, you're uh, on the bikes, you're training, you have practice, so it's it's constant. Now these guys did it uh last summer in the in the bubble. With no fans, they had to stay in hotel rooms. They, they could only talk to each other. So they had to win it under that aspect. Yep. And that's why if you go back to Dallas, and I think I brought this up a couple weeks ago or whatever, they were crushed. You couldn't even find those guys because they had sacrificed all that and lost the time with their families and everything. Yep. And then, you know, Tampa goes on, they win it. Tampa comes back this year. Obviously, again, it's a 56 game. Basically, it's it's a it's a quarantine season again up until the end because there's no fans in the building, you know, for mm-hmm. the first four or five months of it until the playoffs start. And um, they go ahead and they win again. And it wasn't easy. And they beat Carolina. They beat Florida. They beat the Islanders and their fan base. They beat the referees. And I don't care about this this cap thing and the money and all that stuff. You know, look, any other team on the other side would have taken advantage of it. Yep. And it, just because it wasn't your team, don't give Kucherev and the, and the Bolts a hard time. And as far as him getting wasted and drunk and all that other stuff. I think it's great. It's again, hockey. Yeah, you know, Don't look, take it uh, so seriously. Yes. It's, a, it's fun. 
I just I but here I'll say this. These two these two cups give these guys a pass. But next year try and get the somewhat bit of some respectability in terms of this. Like let's said, let's but, not dent it. Yes, let's not dent the no, cup. You know, I don't even I don't even care about the the trophy so much. But the like the the post game conferences with the beer and the alcohol over the place and stuff like that. I mean, it is what it is. Locker room stuff, whatever. I'm, look, I'm I'm going to be 52. I've seen it all. I don't care. It doesn't really bother me that much. But you know, I don't know whether this is going to end or not. But you know, as far as you know, it starts with Ovechkin and swimming in the freaking fountain and just being. They're all, but you know, these guys are basically. They're kind of, they're all in their twenties. So you think about how you were, and if, if if you won something and went through all this stuff, and and you won, I mean, fuck it, have a great fucking no, time. I you know? can tell you when I when I won the Stanley Cup in my twenties, I uh, didn't run around in the fountains um, or do keg stands with the Stanley Cup. But you know what? Hey, after the uh, the Blackhawks won won one of their three cups, uh, you know, last decade, uh, Troy Brower uh, ate Fruit Loops out of the bowl of the. Uh, of the Stanley Cup, so you know what you know what it's a hard fought and hard won trophy, no matter the circumstances as you pointed out. So you know what, have a little fun with it. You want to blow off some steam? Hey, I, I got I got no problems with it. Just yeah, as you said, too, you know, be respectful, but don't hurt fun. anybody more than anything. Right. The whole respect thing is, you know, I don't know if you saw. I was on Twitter today, and everybody's kind of commenting here and there about this stuff. Look, as far as I'm concerned, the bolts and. Kucherev and having a great time and getting drunk and wasted. As long as you don't hurt anybody, that's yep. fine. You know, even when Brady won and he was just totally intoxicated and Gronkowski and all those guys and have a great time, don't hurt anybody. You only get to do this, you know, the fact that they won it one, you know, twice back to back is incredible. But you only get a, we only get one turn on this floating rock. So, you know, these guys have been playing since they were kids. So when they win that Stanley Cup, that that's the four or five o'clock in the mornings with their folks sacrificing all that stuff, getting these yep. kids to the rink, paying for ice time, paying for equipment, traveling all over the not only there where if you're in the states, your country or in Canada, your province, but over in Europe if you're you know rushing and all that other stuff, and then you got to come to the United States, all the traveling that's involved, all the you know this it's a huge sacrifice and the physical challenge it takes and the skill. To win the Stanley Cup, like, again, it's the hardest trophy in sports to win, in my opinion. So, look, Tampa Bay, congratulations. Yep. I'm glad it's over. Full power to uh, the Canadians and the run that they had. And I'm looking forward to the expansion draft coming up here, and we got the Kraken coming in, and hopefully everybody across the board here and, and uh, you know, just in – what can we do up here in North America as far as sports? And we're selfish here a little bit. Let's just get normal seasons going and everything else. And we get a whole new season. And then me and you on the hot shows, we get yep. to talk about the upcoming NHL season. Coming up, who's going to steal the cup? Can the Bolts three-peat? Uh, uh, if they can get their uh, their cap issues under control, uh, I, there's no reason why they can't be the favorites yet again. They still have or amongst, amongst. And you got them. Vasilevsky in net. That's all you need. Yep. Apparently, what was it? Five, five elimination game shutouts in a row. Some incredible statistic. It's just, it's unbelievable. And um, congratulations to Duncan Keith, formerly of the Chicago Blackhawks, now a member of the Edmonton Oilers. He leaves a team going down for a team going up. And you know, at 38 with three cups and a Conn Smythe and a Norris Trophy under his belt, maybe he can finish his career uh, taking a young team like Edmonton all the way to. uh, 
Stanley Cup glory one more time. So yeah, and he and he wanted to do this because he's yes. you know he wanted to be closer to his family and and yep. his kids out there in Western Canada. So uh, good for him. Yep. And Caleb Jones goes the other way, uh, brother Seth Jones, and there's Seth Jones doesn't want to go back to Columbus, and there's talk that maybe uh, the two brothers can end up in Chicago together and wouldn't do bad. But, you know, you nailed it, man. Duncan Keith, uh, somebody put up a tweet of all the guys that were part of those Stanley Cup teams on the on the Blackhawks. Um, yep. And they're the only – Taze and Kane are the only two guys left. That's Crazy. still pretty good, though. It's, if those are all the two guys that have left, it's still pretty good. They're still getting it done. Um, they just, that team, another team that had cap problems after every, seemed like after every cup from, uh, 2010, 13 and 15, they just, they had a hard time keeping that team together. Um, and Hey, they, you know, they excommunicated coach Q. He's doing a pretty good job, you know, down South there. So, you know, they're, um, if any team's going to be able to rebuild and rebound, it'll be the Blackhawks. But again, good for, uh. We'll Good for Duncan Keith, and and you know what? Nobody, everyone in Chicago, the the first time Edmonton comes back to the United Center, if they don't give Duncan Keith a, a lengthy standing ovation, then they shouldn't call themselves fans. Come Please, on. like you, you don't think that the Blackhawk fans are not going to tear the roof off of that guy? I'm, I'm just saying they better do it. I better, you know, say thanks for the memories. We got gonna, three cups I mean, because I'm, of you. I'm sure they're going to do something for Seabrook next year, too. I mean, of course, yep. man. Those fans are not going to forget. I mean, unfortunately, that organization has a lot of off-ice. There's an no, investigation yes. going they, on, they, some they, ugliness yep. there. We're not going to get into it, but they get, they no. got some bigger problems there, too, as well. But hopefully they can straighten out the hockey situation. This is a business thing. Duncan Keith has put his time in. Man, he, gold medals, too, man, for Canada. He's just incredible. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of my favorite yeah, I forgot players. about that. Two gold um, medals, I believe, 2010-2014. So he's, he's, th- he's got quite the resume as he skates in as a first ballot Hall of Famer. I, I always love the number two for a defenseman. Obviously, my favorite Ranger, one of my favorites, uh, Brian Leach. Scott Stevens two. for my own Capitals, you know. There you go. And yes, he was a Capital before he was a Devil and a Blues, everybody. So, and, you know, settled in the down. late 70s, playing with him, <laughs> uh, and he became an Islander. Mike McEwen, he wore the number two. And then my favorite Ranger, Nicky Fatio, double deuce, man. Number 22 as well, too. And I had a soft spot for Mike Gartner when he was with us, too, as well, too. I got uh, another ex Capital. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Gartner was great, man. We should do a Mike yes. Gartner show one night. I loved him on the Caps, I loved him on the Rangers. He tried with the Leafs there at the end. Man, he was on that team. Somebody put a highlight up there uh, the year the Rangers won the Cup after they traded him. And Richter and, and the Caps and Dougie Gilmore and Felix Potvin and Nett. Oh, unbelievable, man. Those are the days, Rob. Yep, I'll those tell you, man. Those are the, uh, the, the days of Bobby Carpenter and Mike Gartner and Ben Gustafson and Rod Langway and the promise of Stanley Cup glory that never materialized. Those are some good teams that just couldn't quite take that next step. You know? Just goes to show you, folks, the Stanley Cup yep. is the hardest it's hard. to win. It's hard to win it once. The fact that the Bolts did it twice and during a pandemic and all those restrictions and everything else. No fans. Yep. Here, here. Raise a glass to the Tampa Bay Bolts and their fan base. Good on them. And thank you for knocking out the Islanders. Yes, congratulations. And, yes, please send all of your condolence cards and flowers and letters to uh, Paul's brother, Sean. <laughs> All right, pal. So uh, there's your hockey and um, uh, NBA. You really want to talk about Trevor Bauer? How the hell? No, there's really nothing I mean, to tell except the the administrative leave that uh, baseball or the Dodgers put him on, uh, or it has been extended for a week. 
And if any further action has to take place, the union has to approve it. The Dodgers can't do anything about it while there's a baseball investigation. Uh, oh, and bobblehead night. The Trevor Bauer bobblehead night in August has been canceled. Oh, no. I know, really. Uh, what, what, it's a Shonda, as my people would say. So basically, uh, it, Trevor Bauer is in a holding pattern. While all this gets investigated, uh, the city of Pasadena is doing their investigation. Ba- Major League Baseball is doing an investigation. So he's going to sit out. He's getting paid. Um, the union's probably not going to stand in the way of baseball extending his administrative leave because that's a really bad look for baseball. I think Major League Baseball at this point, or the players' union, is like Homer Simpson disappearing into the bushes. Uh, we're just we're not we don't want to do anything to disrupt this investigation. But let's remember, everyone, charged, accused does not mean charged, and charged does not mean convicted. So uh, as far as we know, Trevor Bauer has done nothing wrong until it's proven that he has. But while we're waiting, I think good sense would say having a bobblehead night of Trevor Bauer. Probably not a good look. And hey, it's a mess. If, it's, if it turns out that he's done nothing wrong, you have a bobblehead night next year, but yes. not this year. It's a bad one. Well, Come on, baseball. So see, uh, you know, all right. So uh, I, that's I really, it. I hate mentioning the guy's name. Yeah, he's a joy anyway again, to begin Met, with. But like I said, oh, Met fans really in a season of off the field trouble for the Mets. With all that's going on, the one thing at least they don't have to worry about is having this bag of shine on their roster. Could you imagine? I mean, that's all they need after the Mickey Calloway and Jared Porter mess, and then they have to deal with Trevor Bauer? Ugh. I'm sure some Mets fans are upset that he picked the Dodgers over the Mets. Now all of them are like, hey, we'll take 100 Cisco Lindors. (laughs) Over this guy. Um, what a mess. So, uh, uh, so bad again, break we'll... for Ronald Acuna Jr., by the way. Just shifting gears away from Trevor Bauer. He's out for the season with a torn ACL, yep. um, which is a tough break for the Braves. Speaking of the Mets, no, the Mets try to hold on to the. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hold on. As the Mets try to hold on to first place in the NL East. So, um, that's all the bad stuff. You know, we're here to celebrate tonight. And tomorrow, though we're not doing a show on Tuesday, so far as you know, uh, the All-Star Game. And the history being made by, at least if not the most, he's 1A and 1B, is the most exciting player in baseball, Shohei Itani. First oh, you, person I thought to, you were going to say Mancini. As in Trey Mancini? That's yeah, a very, I mean, that's You're wearing nice. the Orioles sweater here tonight. Uh, yeah. you know, on the well, show, it's I mean. in honor of the All-Star Game. And hey, Trey Mancini in the Home Run Derby? It's a good story. That's a Came great back story, man. Cancer. Yeah, you know, um, but Joey Otani is going to be is going to start. He's going to be the AL starting pitcher tomorrow night. He's going to start at DH, um, and that way, as Kevin Cash explained it, they don't have to worry about taking him out as DH and then trying to bring him back in to pitch because once you take a player out, you can't bring him back in. So the solution was have him start. And you know what? Most people are tuning in tomorrow night. To see Shohei do it both ways, pitching and batting. Are we so lucky he's on an American League team? Yeah, so having him bat, I mean, start his DH and be the starting pitcher, it's fantastic. Um, just, I mean, look, you can say, well, what about Babe Ruth? Didn't he? By the time Babe Ruth, by the time there was an all-star game, Babe Ruth had long since stopped pitching. 
I believe he, he after 1919, I believe he pitched again the last year he played. So this is something that is completely unprecedented. Um, that's going to be great. But baseball, Kevin Cash, the manager of the AL, did the absolute smart thing, taking Joe Madden's advice and having him as a pitcher and a batter. Because that's what people want to see. This is supposed to be fun. It's the, the all-star game. You know, it's it's supposed to be fun, and this is going to make it fun. The Home Run Derby, him participating in the Home Run Derby, you know, I'm going to get into my griping about how some players are treating the All-Star game. But here's a guy, how can you say anything bad about this guy? He's going to pitch, he's going to hit, he's going to be in the Home Run Derby. He has accepted the mantle of being the face of baseball, along with Fernando Tatis Jr. Again, you could say they're 1-1A one one a terms of who is the most exciting player in baseball, but he's he's accepted it. He's not shying away from the moment, and I think it's great. It's great for baseball. You. Baseball needs some on-field excitement to take away from all the other stuff about labor unrest and, and the sticky substance on baseballs and the cheating scandals. This is a, a breath of fresh air, unless your name is Stephen A. Smith, which <gasps> we'll, we'll get to in a few minutes, I guess. I'll go to it right now. I mean, it's 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 basically you know he's got a you know look. I like Stephen A. I I like his whole shtick, and I love how he tortures Cowboys fans every football season. As do I. As as a Wolfskin fan, it's great. He takes him to task. And you know, uh, look, that's Steve's personality. I I disagree with him. What he was saying today about you know him being the face of baseball, and he you know because he has an interpreter, he really shouldn't be the guy. You know, Stephen A. Smith. Primarily as an NBA guy, uh, you know, if we're going to talk about, you know, our sports leagues here in terms of uh, working with, um, you know, the, the influx of Asian athletes or working with Asian countries, uh, NBA, I think, has it's like $5 billion invested with China and stuff like that, you know. And, and I say that in terms of, you know, him coming around, whether or not, you know, he should be the face of, of baseball or somebody else because he uses an interpreter. I hate to say this, but Stephen A. knows this. And it's not even because, uh, you know, Shohei is Asian or whatever. You know, as far as Latino baseball players, you know, everybody's been using interpreters for years. And we've always had great big stars from from other cultures in, in Major League Baseball. Some of our favorite baseball players are, you know, um, primarily Latino, I would say. You know, I mean, you think of some of the big names that come off the top of your head there, whether it's, uh, you know... Um, What's the kid who pitched in L.A. Dodgers when we were younger, too? Uh, Fernando Venezuela, right? Fernando Mania. Yeah, I mean, oh. you know, it, it, so you start there, right? And the guy, and I'm just using him as an example because he's a guy that you remember. He was so fun to watch. He was unique. He was he was excellent. And then you fast forward all these years, and there's hundreds of different baseball players we can name all the way through it. And then you get to Shohei Otani here, too. You know, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's just, you know, even in New York, you know, whether it's uh, Hideki Matsui or whatever the heck it is. I mean, that guy was just, we just love him because he's wearing our uniform. Yep. And, you know, Shohei's just an incredible special ta- talent. Just just accept that. Yeah. And the and Major League Baseball is lucky that they got a kid like this who's talented and can do all this stuff and create these headlines. And these are good headlines. So yes. Stephen A's and, commentator, he's and and you know I'm I'll like I said dumb stuff. We all say dumb stuff every once in a while. So see, Steve said some dumb stuff. I'm still a Stephen A fan, and uh, you know like I said whether it's part of a shtick or not or whatever, but uh, I disagree with him. 
look, Stephen A. Smith, his his stock and trade is saying things that are outlandish. And maybe he believes some of it. I would if I had to guess deep in his heart, he probably believes fifty to sixty percent of what he says. And ESPN, the reason they're paying him eight, twelve million dollars a year, whatever it is, is because people like us talk about what he says long after he says it. Even though he sometimes has to backtrack his comments or has to apologize like he did, ESPN is getting his money's worth. And it is incumbent upon all of us when we talk about the comments people make, especially today in the, the very charged atmosphere in which we live, you have to get into the actual words that are said and not try to base any comments on a summary. So if you're wondering, here is what he said that was so offensive. Uh, quote, but the fact that you got, and this, this is a quote from Steve, let, let me just be clear, this is Stephen A. Smith's quote, not Rob Cuny's quote. Uh, but the fact that you got a foreign player that doesn't speak English, that needs an interpreter, believe it or not, I think contributes to harming the game in some degree when that's your box office appeal. It needs to be somebody like Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, those guys. And unfortunately, at this moment in time, that's not the case. Uh, at worst, it's racist. At best, it's just really ignorant. So no matter what side you come out on, it's bad. It's bad outcomes, and as you've said many times, sometimes just it's just stupid. It's just bad timing. It's just maybe maybe it is harmless. Maybe nobody's harmed by it, but it just you sound like a dope. And again, if he's saying it to get a rise out of people, it worked. And then he had to you know come back with an apology later today um, after saying these things. He but apologized? It's just, I didn't know he apologized. Yes. It's the wrong time, though, man, to try to explain yourself. I think a good rule of thumb is if you have to explain what it was you meant in today's climate as a public figure, then it was probably not the best thing to say in the first place. And, you know, you can say what you want. You can say, well, he wasn't really demeaning anyone or wasn't being anti-Asian. But his point is... He was trying to imply that Americans, who are baseball fans, want someone who speaks their language, and they can't root for someone who doesn't. That there's somehow this barrier between Shohei Otani and the baseball love in public because he needs an interpreter. And as as we talked about in the pre-show, it's not that he can't speak English, by the way. He just, out of respect for the language and so on, and out of his own shyness prefers, you know, he can speak it. He just would prefer to have an interpreter. So people don't misquote him. Yeah, I So he it. doesn't say the wrong thing. I got no problem with that. Because, uh, to be honest with you, when I watch the All-Star game tomorrow, I want to see him strike out the side and then in his first time up at bat hit a home run. And I don't care what he says and who's doing the talking afterwards. I just want to see him perform. Ask any L.A. Angel fan. You know, it's just to, to, to pinpoint that and say that the most exciting player in baseball can't be the face of baseball because he can't speak English. Well, he's wrong. He's, you know, it's just, he's, wrong. he's wrong on so many levels. It's yeah, just because, a stupid you know what? thing because, to say. Because baseball has become an international sport for many, many, many years. Uh, yep. You have actually some really good 
fun leagues over in Korea and Japan. And a lot of, you know, a lot of stars come from there. And then a lot of retiring stars here in America go over there and play there. As far as Latin America, I'm like, come on. Give me a break. Well, it's an international. I would just point out to, to Stephen A. Smith, you know, if you want a, a big star in baseball who speaks English, and I, I know we don't have this video clip anymore that was a couple of weeks ago, but I would like to draw your attention to one Garrett Cole who speaks fluent English, big star in baseball, and when he was asked a simple question, hey, are you using a foreign substance on your baseball? I believe his response was this. Um... And then about 10 seconds of silence and then a rambling tirade that made zero sense. So while well, he was ho- he was waiting for his interpreter to cut in. Right. Well, he needed a, right, uh, someone who can speak uh, fluent uh, stupid ease. Um, so uh, it, sometimes I just I, it's a head scratcher. It's like, you know, here's a guy that speaks English and he says things that are incredibly ridiculous and. You know, the language, the point is the language the players speak and what they say is never really as important as what they're doing on the field. And we're fans of baseball. We're not fans of speechifying. But again, I take it with a grain of salt because Stephen A. Smith, I think, you know, the reason he makes eight or 12 million, depending on reports a year, is because people are drawn to him like moths to a flame. They love the controversy. They love talking about it. They love arguing about it. And and that's why he's making the uh, big You know, bucks. but see, what pisses me off now, he's apologizing. Just say the shit that you want to say and don't backpedal on it. Uh, right. don't Never tell apologize. Me. It's just so <laughs> stupid. You know? No. Never apologize. If say it, move on. Just say it and move on. Thanks. <laughs> that's right. You tell him, yep. Robert. Own it. Own it, baby. You said it. You know, I look, you and I, Paul, and our, our combined age of over the century mark, we've said a lot of dumb things. You know, I, I can speak for myself, but I'm pretty sure you said a couple nuggets yourself over the last 52 years. Absolutely. Uh, you got to own it. You know, uh, you said it. You meant it when you said it. You know, you got to move again, on. Again, we're not saying if you, you know... If you say something stupid to somebody, and you should apologize, especially if you're wrong, if you're drunk or whatever. Right. What I'm trying to get at is Stephen A. knew exactly what he was going to say, knew exactly what he was going to talk about. He knew his approach. He said it and stuff like that. Own that because right. anything he says not there, really doesn't. It's not really hurting. Um, yeah. You know, he didn't accidentally say it. You're right. It was a very calculated and planned diatribe. So yes, you can apologize for the impact. You hurt someone, you hurt a group, but don't act like, oh, what a mistake. Or don't say, oh, I was hacked. Or it's not what I meant to say. It is what you meant to say. It's absolutely 100% what you meant it to be. Yes. You like know? Trevor's story hitting a 518-foot homer this evening, which is now the longest tract in the history of the homer. Only 518 feet? Only 518 feet. It must, must have been a half swing. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So, look, Stephen A. on it. Uh, love um, Shohei. More Shohei, please. Yes. And again, and if you're not tuning into baseball this year, if you can get through all the garbage and the crap, there's some good stuff going on the ball field. There's some good kids out there playing. And hopefully yep. we'll cross our fingers. They get through the CBA stuff. And these guys, there's no break and they get going. And baseball just kind of keeps working through all this shit with the umpires and the 
Gack and the Goop and the the off-field stuff. I mean, man, some of these guys got to get vetted a little bit better than uh, than they are right now. But um, MLB, like I said, as far as the talent, and Shohei's one of them. And the rest of the guys here in this derby and, and a lot of guys that are playing and stuff, the no-hitters this season, the combined no-hitters. I mean, these guys are working around the you know, the seven-inning stuff, the guys on second base, the rule changes, all that other crap. Uh, and you got some great stories, like I said, going on in San Francisco, Milwaukee. Um, so um, get into the game and, and enjoy the game uh, tomorrow night. Tune into the All-Star game. It's going to be a lot of fun. Good stuff. All right. Can I you, say just one more thing about the All-Star game? Um, let me think about it. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I, I, and, and we've just, you know, we've, we've just heaped a lot of praise on baseball, and deservedly so. Uh, again, there's, there's so much good on the field. Forget all the stuff that's happening off the field. But tonight's home run derby, as loaded with stars as it is, as it is with Otani and Juan Soto and our own Trey Mancini, and let's not forget Pete Alonso, the reigning champion, although it's from two years ago because they didn't have one last year. Plenty of good home run hitters to watch. It's going to be very entertaining. There are two players in the All-Star game, the aforementioned Fernando Tatis Jr. and Vlad Guerrero Jr., who are not participating in the home run derby because Mm -hmm. uh, they want to preserve their health for a playoff run. That would be... uh, Tatis and Guerrero said, I need to rest for the second half of the season. However, they're both playing in the game tomorrow night. So this idea that you were skipping to rest up, but you're going to play an actual game, it's, as we like to say here on the Honchos, it's complete horseshit. So the players that missed the home run derby, hold on, I'm on my soapbox here. I got to give me a second. You got four Astros who are skipping the game clearly because they don't want to be in the spotlight having everyone there boo them every time they get up to bat. They've had as enough of that should. already. And right, and, and as they should. They should be booed from Jose Altuve on down. Altuve and on down. But 10 players missing the All-Star game because of injury? I, 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 I will, I will I'll say this. I'll give... The players the benefit of the doubt. Maybe there's a nagging injury. Maybe this is an exhibition game. I get it. You do have a second half of the season, especially for players on contending teams. But here's what I know from the years. I don't know if you ever went to one of these as a kid. But here in D.C., back in the early 80s, we had the Cracker Jack Old Timers game. So players that were long since retired, Hall of Famers, coming back to play baseball at RFK Stadium at a time we had no baseball in Washington. And they would come and play these exhibition games, and it was great. And, you know, every year, Joe DiMaggio was invited to play, and every year he declined. But he came to the game, he stepped down onto the field, he tipped his hat, and for a kid like me, you know, in middle school who only read about Joe DiMaggio, just seeing him on the field in his uniform, tipping his hat, and then taking a seat was, for me, as a baseball fan, one of the greatest moments of my life. And not to mention, it was some of the fondest memories that I had um, with my stepfather. It took me to a couple of the games, um, and they were great. And it was just, it was an event for me. So when a player like Jacob deGrom is having, you know, another unbelievable, you know, out-of-this-world season. I know he's got a couple nagging injuries. I'm sure if you're a Mets fan, you don't want him blowing out his elbow in the All-Star game. But the fans want to see you. The fans have said, we want to see DeGrom. 
So I'm not suggesting he take the mound and injure himself. But I am suggesting this. When they do the lineups and they introduce the players, you want to see him run out there, tip his cap, say thank you for giving me this honor. I say if, you, if you've been elected to the All-Star game, voted in or picked by whomever, you got to go. If you're in the hospital, obviously you can't go. But if, you're, if you can move around your ambulatory, and even if you have a nagging injury, you put the uniform on, you go to the game, you step out of the dugout, you tip your cap, you go to the lineup, you do whatever else it is, you show up and be a part of the festivities. And if you're in the home run derby, if you lead the league in home runs and people want to see you mash home runs, don't give us some cock and bull story about how you're, it's, you're trying to rest up. You know what? Fine. Get out there. Take a few swings in the first round and then say, okay, I concede to my opponent. I hit a few over the wall. You saw me hit some home runs. You, I thank you, everyone. You're asking a lot, man. I'm, you know what? I'm, 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 it, this is what they are getting paid who for, to entertain us. Who do you think you are? Who do I think I am? I think I'm a guy, I'm a fan of baseball, that baseball is turning its back on. Watch the other and guys. Th- All those guys you just mentioned don't give a shit about your feelings, your history. You as and I don't accept that. All that shit. They don't care, and man. And that's why the game, all professional sports are slowly moving away our fans are slowly moving away from these sports. Buddy, the games are on at 8, 9 o'clock. As play- when can a kid watch a major league playoff well, that's game? A, that's another problem. I, who cares they about the West care. Coast? Start they games at care. 5 o'clock on the West Coast. No. I mean, by the way, you've been to a Dodger game? The Dodger fans show up in the fourth inning anyway. So start the game at 5, and by the time they show up, it'll be after Young one. kids in, in the future of, of this decade, these last 10, 15 years, they'll be asked, what were the major league baseball playoffs like when you watched them as a kid? I don't know. I was always asleep. I mean, the the All-Star game, this was the one All-Star game that, for me, was an event. And now, you know, as I'm going to talk about when we get to the DOTW segment, all the traditions of baseball are being stripped away. And, you know, players treating the All-Star game like the NFL players treat the Pro Bowl, which is a joke. That is a joke of a game. I don't blame them for stepping away. This is something, it just means more. It's during the season. And there's a lot of tradition sewn up in it. And I, I, know, I know you might think I'm being foolish. And now you're going to make fun of me. <laughs> you know, I know that you're just trolling me now, but I know you feel the same way. Everyone would like their athletes to care just a little bit more about the people that actually pay good money to come see them play. I know you're you're, you're going to be a hard ass now and say nobody gives a shit. But cuz it's the uh, truth, Rob. I it is it is your truth. truth. It is your Stephen That's A Smith. That's why you're not allowed to get in free me, to Disneyland. They pay me to say it's these outlandish the things. If it was about your feelings as without your happiness they would let you and your family into Disneyland It's not for free. about happiness. It's about doing the right fucking thing, which nobody wants to do except when they can get on their soapbox about it on social media. Can we talk about Joe Pepitone now? We sure can, pal. But hold on. Since obviously you have no soul. And this again, ladies and gentlemen, has been another edition of Robert Cuny talking about stuff. 
that the powers that be who have all the money don't give a fucking rat's ass about it. Yeah, well, if more people would get out their fucking ass and say these same things, there's more people out there that believe this, but they're too busy, you know, reading what Stephen They're too busy Smith. working to afford the $40 beers and the $60 hot dogs. Exactly. All right. This is a st- before we move on another sport. This is a story about a guy who would like some attention as he hits the back nine of his life. Joe Pepitone, raise your hand out there if you thought that Joe Pepitone was already no longer with us. Joe Pepitone, former Yankee, months ago. former Yankee, is suing the Baseball Hall of Fame for one million dollars and ownership of the bat that his former Yankee teammate Mickey Mantle used to hit his 500th career home run. I bring this story up because he has sued um, the Hall of Fame because the Hall of Fame has the bat, and Pepitone claims he loaned it to them, and he said he could get it back anytime he wanted to. Um, he had this deal with Mickey Mantle himself and with a couple people who work for the Hall of Fame and someone who works for the Yankees, and sadly, all the people that I've mentioned, with the exception of Pepitone, the only people that know about this deal, which was never memorialized in writing, are all dead. <laughs> so... I don't know what Pepitone hopes to accomplish. I think the most interesting thing about this story is the bat that Mantle used was actually a Louisville slugger Joe Pepitone model. You would think that Mickey Mantle would have his own bats, but he needed a bat, and so he got a Joe Pepitone bat. The only way Pepitone was ever going to be associated with monumental home runs is if somebody else used his bat to hit them. But now he wants his bat back, or... A million dollars, which is what that bat is worth. And you know what they say about oral agreements, Paul? They're not worth the paper they're printed on. So good luck, Joe Pepitone, as you try to get a bat back that you claim you loaned to the Hall of Fame and all the people that can support your claim are, as we like to say in the honchos, no longer signing autographs. Good luck, Joe. Good luck. Good luck to Joe Pepitone. Good luck, Joe. No. Joe Pepitone. It's a great name, by the way. Great baseball name. Joe Have you Pepitone. ever tried his cream? Pepitone cream? No, it's. I don't want to try Joe Pepitone's cream. <laughs> or is that Pepsi? Just, what, is, what is that? I think it's Pepsi. Well, Pepsi, it was not, it's not the, the, uh, the denture <laughs> yeah. stuff. Denture cleaning, Pepsodent. I mean, I'll ask my friends at Ingleside. <laughs> what do you call the cream, Bubby? Is it Joe Pepitone is it cream? Put some Pepitone on you. Oh my god, it burns the Pepitone. Oh, it's burning right. me. It's horrible. Good luck, there, Mr. Pepitone. All right. Woohoo! Really, is there football news? I can't believe this. In the middle of July? It's it can't be shocking? good. It can't be good news. No, well, it's just the, the. Well, there's no news on, on Deshaun Watson, so that's okay. Uh, no, the, the, the Aaron Rodgers drama continues. The drama queen, that is. The Aaron Rodgers. Boy, that's um, Aaron Rodgers is still playing the part of, you know, disgruntled Green Bay Packer quarterback. He was asked, he's been asked a couple times Aww. in the last few days, are you going to play for Green Bay? You're coming back to the Packers. He had a chance to say it at the match, the golf match on, I guess it was Tuesday, and he said, 
He didn't know. He was playing coy. And then over the weekend, he was asked, and he said, and I quote, uh, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this week. He's playing the American Century Championship Golf Tournament. And he was asked, are you coming back to the Packers? And his response was, I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this week, and then I'm going to get back to working and figure things out in a couple of weeks. It's very simple. Uh, If Jordan Love, who is currently, I guess, if Rodgers is out, the starting quarterback in Green Bay, if he were any good, the Packers would have told this clown to shove off and good luck with the rest of your life. Go marry Shailene Woodley. Go host Jeopardy. We don't need you. Because in twenty in 2007, when Brett Favre was pulling his diva act that apparently Rodgers, who wants to follow in his footsteps completely, is running the same act now, they had Aaron Rodgers. He was better than Favre was at that stage in his career. And they were like, see you, Brett. Thanks for the memories. So if Jordan Love were any good, the Packers wouldn't be trying as hard to hold on to him. Aaron Rodgers knows this. Aaron Rodgers loves the attention that he's getting because we're talking about him in July. They're asking him questions at, I don't know if it was the Belmont or the Kentucky Derby. They're asking him questions, well, again, while he's playing golf. They're asking him questions while he's hosting Jeopardy. He's loving the attention. And he is going to be back, Packer fans, under center, Opening game, September 12th, when they play New Orleans. He'll be there wearing number 12 in the green and the gold. Let him have his attention. Let him have his fun. He'll be back. He's just enjoying the fact that we're talking about him. He's enjoying breaking the Packers over the coals because they offended his delicate sensibilities by drafting a quarterback because I hate to tell you, Aaron, but you're going to retire someday, and they got to have a guy to replace you. So they didn't draft... Jordan Love to throw you over the side. They just wanted someone that they could ease into your starting role whenever you decide to retire. But you were offended. You're a delicate flower who was offended. And now you're having your revenge by making the Packers feel the the sphincter tightening thought of losing you coming off an MVP season and back-to-back NFC Championship games. So, Well, you know... I sense a little sarcasm in your... Uh, but just a little. Delivery. <laughs> just a smidge. All right, well, you know, looking at the National Mediocrity League here and uh, obviously this West, uh, NFC West here, um, I mean, NS- NFC Conference, um, you know, the um, the teams where the players play in the NFC, um, teams like these guys here, the Packers, the Bears, the Vikings, the Lions. I mean, who you know, Bears, Vikings, and Lions. Nobody, nobody. I mean, Packers. Just give them the division. It doesn't matter. I mean, they throw Allen Rodgers back in there. They're going to win that division again anyway. And then, as far as them getting back into the you know the conference final again, it's a pretty good chance because uh, nobody's quarterback in the Saints anymore. Brady uh, and Gronk, if they come back, they'll. they'll I mean, they're probably going to go back to the Super Bowl. Panthers haven't got a shot. Falcons are no good. The Wolfskins. I mean, come on, they're a mess. The like, Giants like- aren't that good. The Cowboys aren't that good. The Eagles aren't that good either. So. You know, I like your Rams though with Stafford. They were really they, that was that's the missing piece. They'll never win anything with that Day. horrible logo. They're done. They're cursed. They're finished. See, I I like that thinking. They're 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 never going to win anything because they have a horrible logo. That's something I would say. So I'm glad that you're coming over to the I dark mean, the side. The Cardinals are no good. Four ers are no good. Seahawks are no good. Rams are no good either. So but you know it's kind so of it could be the, it could be the Bucks and the Packers again if Rodgers comes back, and that's basically your um. 
your NFC yeah. final there too. It's that kind of in-depth analysis that people live for in the sports Sanchez. When you just run down the list of teams and say, they're no good, they're no good, they're no good, they're no good. There you go. Done. But it's true. I'm looking at That's our the football preview show, there. everybody. Am I wrong? The Seahawks are no good. The Rams are no good. The Cardinals are no good. Wait, you, you said the Rams are no good because of their logo. But they're no good, man. The 49ers are no good. Saints, no good. Breeze is gone. They're done. The Buccaneers will get back again if, if Brady comes back, right? He's not retiring, right? So he's going to be back. Panthers are he's no good. The Falcons on. are no good. The Red, the Washington football team is no good. The Giants a couple years away. Cowboys, no good. Eagles, done. No good. Packers, if Rodgers comes back, yes, they will play the Buccaneers in, in the final there to, to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, Bears are no good. Vikings are no good. And the Lions this, are no good, this man. Is, this is fantastic. Uh, this is the best. But it's Why, the you know truth. What? We're not going to do our football preview show in the fall because you've got we've done it already. These teams all stink. There's only well, let two. me run down the AFC here for you real quick. Let me see if anything better is going on over there as far as well. I mean, obviously, as far as Aaron Rodgers is concerned here and the, and the, and the Packers and, you know, if Aaron's going to come back, he's going to play because they know they're going to win the division again. It doesn't matter. I mean, you look over at the AFC here. I mean, the Titans, the Titans are no good. Here we go. Here we go. Who's the, the reading of the teams that stink? Let's go. The Colts Listen, are no good. My, son is, my son's in the house this Texans week, are so horrible. don't say the Ravens stink. The Texans get home field uh, advantage in the playoffs every year, and they lose. The Jaguars. That kid Lawrence White, he went to the Jaguars. Right? Is he going to play? He's going to, you know, once he gets tackled by a real football player, he's, he's never going to get up. You know, Bills were a lot of fun. It's a novelty kind of team. They were a lot of fun last year making the playoffs for the first time in 100 years. I'm going to get Dolphins a lot of The Dolphins are no good. Texts. The Patriots are no good. The Jets are horrible. Oh, come on. You're not excited for the Zach Wilson the era? The Steelers, I mean, uh, Grossberg is going to come back for the Steelers. Come on. The That's Ravens are no work. good. The Browns are no good. Grossberger the, Bengals, is... the Bengals haven't been good in years. Now, you know the Chiefs are probably going to win the whole comp. They're going to win. The Chiefs will be back there. Mahomes stays healthy. The Raiders are no good. The Chargers, and they're no Chargers don't even have their own stadium. And the Broncos. So it's going to be Kansas City versus the Buccaneers or the Packers next year. That's it. There's your Super Bowl. Then Write you know it down. We, yes, we will, we will record this. We'll clip this out of the podcast and post it as our special summertime NFL preview show. That was it, folks. That was our in-depth preview. <laughs> you want to find preview. out who's no good in yeah. the National <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. We were going to save this for a whole show in the fall, but now we've done it. So, spoiler it's, alert. It's done. It's every totally 29 done. teams, right, 29 teams stink. The Packers, the the Bucks, and the Chiefs are good. It's, it's, Don't watch. No lies. We'll and see you all in February, you folks. Find an expert out there that's going to disagree with that analogy that I just gave you. Well, I'll tell you, nobody's going to get to that so as quickly as you did. So, you know what, folks? Just turn we're on your TVs the in February. We're, we're, gonna... <laughs> we're releasing this tomorrow. We are. Yeah, for no The advanced predictions from the hot shows. Run down to your latest, your your nearest uh, legal bookmaker and put your bets down, folks. You heard it here first. <laughs> 29 teams stink. The Packers, the Bucks, the Chiefs are good. Uh, the Chiefs, in fact, the Chiefs are just going to be awarded the AFC Conference Trophy. Give it to them now. Who else yeah, is going to beat them? Here. 
You know, take the rest of the season off. We'll see you at the Super Bowl. <laughs> All right. Done. That was simple. Nobody else is going to beat them. Who needs analysis when you can just say, Bob, this team stinks? Uh, it's the truth, man. You want me to run yeah. down? <laughs> no, do no. It again? <laughs> Sorry, I don't think we have time for another in-depth look at the NFL. Oh, all right. It's the truth, though. See, Paulie doesn't lie on this show, and that's what it's all no. about. All You're right. very honest. You're honest to a fault. <laughs> to a fault, indeed. Well... One. And, and by and think by the way, speaking of things that stink, uh, the Wolfskins announced today that their new name and logo will be announced quote early 2022, and they've already said that the name Warriors will not be uh, considered, nor will any name that evokes any sort of Native American imagery. So good for them for avoiding and, and that minefield. Rob. But after. After Wolfskins, Warriors is my favorite name. So, but nobody cares. And Rob, about this my... just in from the rest of the sports world in response to that statement. Yes, nobody cares. They barely care here. <laughs> We've all we're all so numb to They're it. No now. good anyway. They stink. And I'm sorry. They stink. They're part of the crowd that stinks. I forgot. They're part of the 13 NFC teams that stink. All right. All right. I'm sorry. 14 NFC teams. Speaking that stink. of things that stink, if did you I watched... fart? Oh. The European football final there on Sunday. Uh, the English penalty shot takers are not very good either. But you know what? The Italians weren't that good either, too. But anyway, congratulations to Italia in uh, winning uh, that championship on Sunday. And on Saturday, we got to congratulate uh, Messi, baby. Argentina wearing the Copa Cup. First time for them. You know, uh... Being a, uh, a non-diehard fan of the uh, European and the international soccer games in the World Cup, which everybody knows I, I think is a joke, and now, unfortunately, the Premier League is, is, is it's getting boring, too. Um, um, I was surprised to be reminded how long these great countries, quote-unquote, of soccer and talent have not won anything in many years. England hasn't gotten sniff in years. Italy hasn't had a sniff in years. Uh, Argentina hadn't won a damn thing in years. And, you know, now they, they, they just, they won. It's like, okay. But, hey, congrats to Messi and the Argentinians. It's great stuff. And congrats to uh, Italy. You know, penalty shots. It is what it is. That's how the game goes. And I would like to say a big F you to all the racist English soccer fans out there. And you know who you are. And you're probably not listening to this show, and we hope you're not listening to this show because we don't like you. But those young kids, uh, you know, who uh, were put up for the penalty shots for the English. I'm, I'm going to say this on a soccer side. Here's my disappointment. Rob, did you watch these? Have you seen the highlights? No, I did not. Okay. I did not. So I used to play youth soccer into my high school days. And I played with Italian coaches. I played with Irish coaches. I played with all different kinds of um, European coaches when I was a kid. And the one thing that he always taught us about in terms of penalty shots, if you ever got the opportunity, you drive that ball as hard as you can. You pick a corner and you drive it. And if the goalie happens to choose right, then more power to him. But these little tippy-toe steps and the taps and the soft things and all that stuff, you're playing with fire. And ultimately, that's where I think that's what happens, uh, especially Marcus Rashford from um, 
my Manchester United. He hit a soft little touch. The goalie went the other way, and then he hit the you know he hit the post. But man, it was such you know. So I look at it as a, as a player standpoint, as a as a soccer standpoint, as being in that position. And God only knows what that's like. You know, whatever it was, sixty seventy thousand people, the country on your on your back and all that stuff, and to be put in that kind of pressure. But that's what. That's what's you know European, South America, and international soccer does. They play not to lose. You know, one one games. It's never you know. It's not a lot of goal scoring and everything. And then it comes down to this, and they got to decide on penalty kicks. And unfortunately, it's just a game of chance there at the end. So look, more power to Italy. Uh, tough spot for the young kids uh, to to get there and, and miss those those shots. And then unfortunately, um, you know, all the garbage that happens after it. And it's just it's an unfortunate time that we live in that this shit still continues and then the English soccer fans they they rushed into the, there was brawls I mean they just all the fighting I, the drunkenness I just it's such a shit show it's it just for me I don't even want to watch the goddamn thing I really don't because most of the stories surrounding these international soccer games unfortunately now I don't know what happened down the Copa like I said Argentina and Brazil two great teams a lot of great Meyer uh, Meyer there on Brazil and, and, and obviously Messi there and you know, uh, those guys playing each other and, and the, the pressure on those two countries and those players and everything. And Messi hadn't really – he'd never win the, the Copa there. So, But I didn't hear any any bad stuff coming out of that, not to say that there wasn't any down there. But, man, the shit show out of England is just unbelievable. And, you know, English soccer fans themselves have been banned from certain countries because of the carnage that they just go around and they, they spew. And you know what? I have to say this. A bunch of fucking losers. The fucking – the country as far as soccer – as a country, fucking haven't won shit in fucking years, hmm. you know. And either has Ireland, my my home country, or you know, I wasn't born there, but my parents were born there. And even Irish soccer, I'm I'm Irish soccer. I make a joke of all the time. There's so many teams, the country, they just suck, <laughs> just suck. And Italy themselves, they hadn't won shit in fucking years either. They suck too. So you had two teams, one one tie. And again, Rob, when you get a chance, watch these penalty kicks. They were horrible. Did I did I understand correctly that uh, England scored like right out of the shoot in the final, and then played defense for the rest of the game? Yeah, they played not to lose. Yeah, that's what they uh, do. It, it was prevent defense for the entire game, as opposed to the end of the game. And Italy <laughs> actually was on the attack because they had to be because they were trailing nothing, and they score on a garbage bouncing ball on a corner kick. It's almost like you could just write the script the whole time. It's like, you know, and then you, that's what you're trying to do. You're let's play for corner kicks, play for corner kicks, and that's the only way you're going to get a goal to tie it up. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, folks. I'm a little down on. Uh, I've always been down on international soccer, so I couldn't really, you know, Euro. Uh, it's like a, you know, it's a half a bar up of MLS soccer, and you know what I th- think about MLS soccer around here, but. I'm gonna um I'm gonna tune into the Premier League this year and, and see they're gonna fans back all the other crap we'll see how it goes but man the Premier League too is just to become such a fucking joke. All right, I got I got that off my chest. All right. Do you want to hear about your boy Casper Schmeichel? Speaking of England having not won anything except the '66 World Cup. Yeah, go. Okay, so uh, I saw this. I thought of you when I saw this story immediately. Casper uh, Schmeichel, that's a great name, is the goalkeeper for the Danish national team. And apparently, and please help me out with this, there's this notion of England uh, bringing 
the championship home. There's some sort of song or some well, sort of. Well, because it was hosted at Wembley Stadium in England, right? So that was the whole thing. They were going to win it at home once they um they advanced there against Denmark, right? And they, you know, they they're gonna they're gonna play in home. So that was their slogan, right? Bringing it home, okay. bringing it home. And the players so, were saying that. And I appreciate sick burns. I, I appreciate good trash talking from one athlete to another. In this case, it's one athlete to an entire nation. But the question was: This was before the semifinal. Uh, on Wednesday, the Schmeichel was asked, um, what would it mean to you guys, the Danish team, uh, to stop it from coming home tomorrow night? And Casper's response was, and this is wonderful, he said, has it ever been home? Exactly. I don't know. Have you ever won it? The reporter responds, yes, 1966 it was home. And then Schmeichel responds, was that not the World Cup? And the reporter says, yes, exactly. But I'm saying this whole tournament coming home, finally the success this country craves. So basically what he's saying is, it, it, I don't know what it would be like to stop it from coming home because it hasn't actually ever been home. That's what right. a great response. That's a fantastic response. So and this is, I, I don't like soccer, but I saw that and I say, you know what? Soccer players, when it comes to sick burns and hockey players, they know what they're doing. You know, um, we'll have to get into this too down the road too. I mean, we we should focus on the futility of of whether it's sports teams like the NFL that I just ran through right there, as far as um, the teams in that league, um, countries too. I mean, there's a lot of there's more failure in sports than there is success. There just yeah. is. There's yeah. a heap of it. Yeah. And on big stages like this, you know. Win, win it first. How about you win it first and then say, look, we brought it home or we right. we did it. Yeah, you're you know? bringing it home for the first time, not bringing it back home. It never actually left your home because it wasn't your home. Hmm. Wow. See, I'm, I'm breathing because, man, I, I just could go into a profanity. You know what you need? You need some yucks. tirade. <laughs> well, that's what, we, that's what we do a podcast for. So you can make these profanity-laced tirades. Thank you, Casper. Man, he's smart. Yep. He gets it. See, Casper gets it. Yep. And it's a, and shame, again. That, it's a shame they didn't beat um, yes. England because who knows, they might have beaten Italy. So Yes. There's an asterisk that they didn't actually stop England from bringing it home because they lost. But Italy did that. But the point is still well made. Yes, and I would like to say congratulations to all the American bandwagon Italian soccer club fans that have jumped on the bandwagon and gone crazy and had Italian jerseys on and Italian flags, and all of a sudden, you know. Everybody's Italian. Everybody's Italian. Blah, blah, blah. Congratulations. All right, pal. You know what it's time for, right? Yes, sir. We going to do this? Now, do you have the, the video oh, clip ready? Oh, yeah, you don't have to ask that. That's okay, not what good. I need. That's what I need. Okay? All right, you're a good man. All right. It's time for the Dope of the week. That's awesome, dude. That's right. Even when we do a Sunday morning show Monday night, the Gags Gang and I still spend countless hours each week in the basement of the Ghost Sports Media Complex to come up with each week's winner. You can, for absolutely no reward, save for our undying respect and gratitude, help pilot the show by nominating your own Dope of the Week. Use the hashtag DOTW on Twitter, at Cuthbert Live, at Bitter and Rage, at Sports Honchos, at... 
the Ghost Sports at Ghost Sports Media Co. And who will be carrying the mythical Sports Honchos Dope of the Week Cup around the ice rink of shame this week? Why? None other than we've been talking about this sport all night. Rob Manfred, the alleged commissioner of Major League Baseball. Manfred is the final word and authority in all things baseball in this country. He is an employee, some would say stooge, of the Major League Baseball owners who have entrusted him to preserve the integrity of the game. In other words, make us as much money as is humanly possible. It is... It is his job to steer the ship that is Major League Baseball. He is the captain now, as they said in the movie Captain Phillips. Sometimes the ship is the Queen Mary. Other times it is the Titanic. He can take credit for all of the successes, but he also must be held accountable for the failures. Lately, Manfred has been steering baseball almost as well as Francesco Chitino steered the Costa Concordia. Since taking over as commissioner and Bud Selig retired in 2014, Manfred has been particularly good at making MLB owners more money through national TV deals and shielding them from criticism. And that is it. That is the list. On the other hand, Manfred has, and you might want to get comfortable, alienated MLB players in the MLBPA, the Players Union, destroyed the minor leagues as we knew them, Barely punished the Astros and Red Sox for cheating their way to World Series victories in 2017 and 2018, respectively. Called the, the World Series trophy, which is called, hello, the commissioner's trophy, uh, quote, a piece of metal. Tried to convince the players to take less money than they agreed to upon agreed upon to play the pandemic-shortened 2020 season after MLB signed a billion-dollar TV deal with Turner Sports. Made a, made a work stoppage over the new CBA this fall, almost a foregone conclusion, and most recently made a very ham-fisted attempt to stop pitchers from cheating by hastily instituting a whole new set of protocols in the middle of the season. It's a long list. Despite all of these crimes against humanity, none of these transgressions rise to the level of his latest bungle, messing with the All-Star Game uniforms. MLB has turned its back on the traditions of the game for decades now, whether taking the traditional opening day game from Cincinnati, making interleague play a regular part of the schedule, or moving teams from one league to another for absolutely no reason MLB has consistently sacrificed tradition in the name of fiscal strength and at the expense of alienating any fan over the age of 35. We know that we are not the audience that MLB cares about, but you don't have to keep reminding us. However, the All-Star Game has always been the oasis in the desert of pointless change until now. Two of the most enduring traditions of the All-Star Game are having every team represented at the game by at least one player no matter the record, which has helped teams like my own beloved Orioles in the last several years, and having each player wear his respective team's uniform during the actual game. Not only does this give every fan a chance to see someone with whom they have a deeper connection, but it's really cool to see all the different uniforms on the field at the same time, evoking a kind of field of dreams-like showcase for hardcore and casual baseball fans alike. Well, not anymore. The game still features at least one player from every team, but gone, possibly for good, are the individual uniforms. In the grand tradition of every other All-Star game, MLB is introducing new uniforms for this year's game at Colorado's Coors Field. And in keeping with one of the few traditions still upheld by MLB, the reasoning is simple. In the immortal words of baseball historian Professor Randolph Moss, straight cash, homie. 
<laughs> the uniforms, on the other hand, are straight trash, homie. The uniforms not only look like spring training batting practice jerseys, but they look like rejects from your local beer league softball team. Now, to MLB's credit, they did try to incorporate the individual team uniforms into these abominations, but they failed. They failed big time, like Jeff Goldblum merging with a fly kind of combination, except not as handsome. Here's a description of the uniforms, speaking of nasty. All the caps are dark blue with red logos on top of a purple and white star with an alternate version of the 2021 All-Star Game logo as a side patch. Both jerseys have red vertical lettering with the player's three-letter team abbreviation stacked on top of each other with the team's cap logo across the bottom part of the first letter and the top part of the second letter. You following along with this? Additionally, there's some sort of floral pattern on the sleeve cups and on the inside of the collars. And to top it all off, the jerseys have two buttons and are clearly imitating what you would normally see on a batting practice jersey. So, the uniform's uh, handsome. That's how I would describe it. If my eyes were closed, (laughs) noted baseball historian Al Chervik had this to say about the new unis. This is the worst-looking hat I ever saw. Well, you buy a hat like this, I'll bet you get a free bowl of soup, huh? Oh, it looks good on you, though. This is the worst All-Star Game decision since Bud Selig decided the winner of the All-Star Game would get home field advantage in the World Series. One can only hope that these new uniforms may one day end up on the discount rack next to the New York Islanders' fisherman sweaters and the Detroit Pistons' flaming horses' head jerseys. So, Rob Manfred... For making people miss the halcyon days of Bowie Coon, for making Gary Bettman and Roger Goodell look like Judge Kennesaw and Mountain Landis, and for having the fashion sense of Guy Fieri, you are the Sports Hunters Dope of the Week. Congrats, Kamish. Your certificate is in the mail. Way to go, Rob. What a dope. Oh. They're horrible. Those uniforms. Where do you see them tomorrow, folks? They're, you're going to want to poke your eyes out. It's a shame. It is. It's, yeah, it's a Travis know, I'm, li- I'm listening to describe the whole thing about, you know, um, having the uniforms in there. And I know I got nasty with you before telling you that they don't give a fuck. Don't and they shit. don't. They don't. They don't. You know? And, uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, I'm a little angry now, too. You know, because of that. Good, you do have but a now you, okay. But now you need to tell me. Go ahead. Tell me what I told you. Uh, they don't give a fuck? Thank you. Yes. No. They don't. <laughs> they give no fucks to schmucks like us. You know what? That, that's their new slogan. We give no fucks to all you schmucks. There you go. Hold on. Welcome, welcome to the stadium, ladies and gentlemen. Let's have. Uh, let's go have ourselves a season. So, Rob, look before we go here. Uh, speaking of stadiums, yes, particularly sir. empty ones. Mm-hmm. Any interest in watching the uh, Tokyo Olympics with no fans in the stands? It's just it's it's the dream come true for everyone. It's just going to be a TV event. <laughs> it's going to be the Olympics played in front of nobody. So enjoy everyone. And the athletes have to stay where they are. They can't yep. go to dinner. They can't go around the country. They got to wear masks. They got to get tested. Listen to this, Rob. Tested every day. Yep. Japan. The, the vaccination rate in Japan is a solid. Fifteen percent. People wow. in Japan don't want the Olympics. And polls that have come out by the by in by Japanese media, people most people overwhelmingly are like, "What are we doing? Why are we doing this?" 
Why are they not getting vaccinated? Uh, it might be an availability issue. I don't think it's, you know, J- Japanese Japan? people being obstinate. They're one of the richest countries in the world. Hey, man. Minus, uh, minus an earthquake or a tidal wave here and there. Set I don't them know, back. But maybe they spent it all on other stuff. Maybe they sent it all, spent it all on, you know, the opening ceremonies for the Olympics. And they're like, oh, we don't have any money for vaccines, but we have an Olympics. They're saving all their money for uh, kaiju defenses, I guess. I guess, something like that. What else know. could it be, man? You know, maybe it, Stephen A. Smith knows what happened to the mail. <laughs> oh, he man. I told, you, I told you they weren't going to have this thing. I told, them they sh- I told you they shouldn't, they shouldn't have this thing, and now they're having this thing, and nobody's going to be in the buildings watching this thing. And right. are you going to tell me that me and you are going to watch these things? I mean, it's always been a TV event anyway, so it, to most people it makes no difference. But what if they had an Olympics and nobody showed up? So you can imagine, you call up the, the stadium in Tokyo and say, what time is the 100-meter dash? And they say, nah, what time can you be here? <laughs> That's what the Olympics are going to be like. Oh, there's an Olympics going on. Let's Don't go over me, and I, see. I'm just a security guard. i got to keep everybody out. It's hey, in. what's that sound? Oh, they're, ha- they're having an Olympics over there. Let's go check it out. <laughs> you're gonna be one tra- there's one trainer on the sideline, and he's just broken the world record. Worst? Yeah. Worst? It's going to be. Oh, uh, does that mean we get cardboard cutouts and piped no, in crowd noise? No, oh, God. Kill me now. Hey, you know what? I'm not going to be now. watching, Rob, so I don't care. There you go. I don't care. You'll be watching in the English Premier League. No. <laughs> no, man. I don't want to watch MLB. I'm going to be watching MLB, baby. All-star game tomorrow, despite the uniforms. Yep. All right. Shohei Otani making history. Watch. Tune in. Go get him. Go get him. We got to go. Me and you now are going to go cast the end of this home run derby, baby. Yep. See how it's going. All right. As always, thanks so much for tuning in and listening. We love you guys. This has been a great Sunday morning show on a Monday evening. And, uh, you know, from yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuphead here in New York, we love you. Thanks so much for listening, and uh, we're having fun here still. The Honchos, summer version shows, but, you know, scheduled from time to time. But, Rob, say good evening, everybody. Friends, you guys know the drill. We thank you for listening. We don't have a show without you all, whether it's, you know, our hardcore fans in the grooming salons or the new fans that come to the show. Have yourselves a good week. Give each other a hug. Be nice to each other. Be safe. Rate us. Review us. Subscribe. Follow all that Mr. Goss. And hey, as always, even on a Monday, peace. Hot toes are out, baby! <laughs>